Going to turn things back over to Mark Weber for the third hour of Garden Talk this Saturday morning. Good morning. I am getting ready. What plan I am? I am getting ready for what plan I am. All right. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to be talking to each and every one of you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That's going to allow you to be part of this morning's broadcast. You can call us. We would love to talk to you with whatever is going on in your gardening world if you have a question about your landscape, a question about your lawn, a question about whatever is going on in your gardening world, we want to hear from you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. As we begin the third and final hour of Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. And uh, thanks for listening to uh, the third and final hour of Garden Talk right here on 1290 and 95.7 Dayton's News and Talk. What I do here, folks, is help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. If you've got a garden, a landscape, if you've got trees, a lawn, whatever you've got, we've got answers. We've got solutions for you at 457-1290. That'll put you into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio. And what we do here, folks, is help you with whatever is going on in your gardening world. Is it about your lawn? Yes. Is it about your landscape? Yes. If you've got a question, Mark is ready and ready or ready to help you. And by the way, there's no less than three open lines to talk to me. A little bit about myself before we jump to the telephone lines. I am a degreed horticulturalist from The Ohio State University. Um, I also um, hold currently about 18 different certifications and qualifications in my industry. And um, most notably, I am a board certified master arborist and I'm also a certified professional horticulturalist. And I spend a lot of my time answering questions about why plants do what they do, but more so I talk to a lot of people about how to improve the condition in which they have their landscape. Call us now, 457-1290, and let's jump to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Bob. Bob, good morning, and uh, welcome to WHIO Radio. Good morning. Morning. I have a question, question about transplanting uh, blue spruce trees. I have some about oh, two to three feet tall, and I want to dig them and transplant them to around my house. Wondered if I should put any kind of fertilizer or anything on them. Um, well, first of all, let's make sure that we've given them plenty of water before we dig. <laughs> those root yeah. those root balls need to be really, really soaked. And, and, and when I mean that, for a tree like that to be properly dug, it may take up to 100 gallons or more of water to adequately root, get that root ball di uh, damp enough to move. Okay? Okay. Generally okay. speaking, the only time we fertilize is if we have a soil test that tells us to fertilize. Okay. So one thing that you need to look at is is what is going to be the pH of the soil 
where you're going to plant these blue spruce. Typically, most conifers don't do well if the pH is much over 7.2. And I read a lot of soil tests, good sir, and I will tell you that a lot of soil, soils in southwest Ohio are far, far removed from 7.2 in pH. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is make sure you leave lots of room to grow. And what I mean by that is, um, for every inch of caliber of a tree, okay, or inch of diameter of a tree, it takes typically two cubic feet of soil for that tree to grow. When you think about that, that's a lot of dirt, isn't it? Yeah. A cubic feet is, you know, a foot, a foot long, a foot wide, and a foot deep. That's a cubic foot. A cubic yard is three feet long, three feet deep, and three feet the other direction. So when we plant trees, a lot of times we don't think about how that tree is going to be able to maintain itself in an environment of limited soil volume. So when you go to plant these blue spruces, one of the things that I see people do is they plant them, you know, six, eight feet apart. And basically what happens is you end up with a very crowded condition. And unless there's enough soil on either side for those trees to grow, they become limited in their root volume. Okay? Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Good luck, Doug. And uh, water, water, water. Okay, Bob? All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290, open lines for you. Let's go talk to Doug. Doug, good morning about Garden Talk. Good morning. Good morning. Am I on? Yep. You you are live with me, Doug. <laughs> I I have a, a a container. I had a miniature pine in it, and I was watering this summer. But obviously, I didn't stay on top of it, and it uh, it died. And I like to transplant something in there that's very durable. And I was looking for some ideas and recommendations. And when should I wait? Do it now or wait till spring? So this container kind of explain to me a little bit about what this container is all uh, about. It's out in the yard in a U-shaped drive. It's about two foot diameter and about 18 inches deep, just a plastic container. All right. So it's kind of like a big yard ornament, but you've got a plant in it, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you want to put some type of, of evergreen in there? Is that what you're thinking? Well, evergreen or something that's equally durable. You know, one plant that I think about that would do well in a planter like that would be uh, green mountain boxwood. Okay. Green mountain boxwood, yeah. I believe, is zone hardy four, which means it can take some pretty cold temps. Um, and it's a, it gives you that upright evergreen look. Um, and it holds its, its leaves in the wintertime. Um, the most important thing is, is just make sure that it gets adequate water and, and fertilization. But yeah, I think that would be good. Is that readily available at most uh, garden centers? Uh, local garden centers. Local? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not the big boxes, Bob. No, Doug. No, no, oh, no. no, 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 no. Um, yeah. All right. One other question while I got you online. So I use uh, karamaki bushes and I have them out in the front of my house, which is facing the east. You use what kind of bushes? Karamaki. Is that Daphne, Carol Mackey, Daphne? Oh, Daphne. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And they tend to get wind whipped and whatnot during the wintertime. And it seems like I have to transplant one of the two about every year. Is there any recommendation? Should I wrap those in the wintertime or how should I save them? Um, there is some anti-desiccant sprays that you can utilize. And there's a product called Wilt Proof. 
And anti-desiccants, what they do is you spray it over the plant and uh, it pretty much uh, provides this kind of coating over the plant that reduces transpiration. Okay. See, what's happening is, is in the winter, um, when the ground is dry like it is right now and we get in the winter and that plant is going to continue, and evergreens do this, they continue to respirate. And what respiration means is the plant pulls water from its roots up through um, the stem of the plant, goes out to the leaves of the plant or the needles of the plant. Leaves and needles are the same with plants um, for this purpose. And on the backside of those leaves and needles, they're what they're called stomatas. And stomatas are these little pore-like openings in the leaf, and they've got guard cells on either side. And what the plant does is when the plant's in respiring, those guard cells open up and the water that the plant's pulled up is released through the plant to keep it cool and most importantly, to keep it alive. Does that make sense? Yes. So with evergreens, they actually still respire and transpire fluids even in the middle of the wintertime. So one of the things that's really important right now for all our listeners out there is to go water your trees, particularly if you've got evergreens, because they're going to continue to respire and transpire fluid through those needles all the way through till all the way till uh, till till they die through the winter. And so by what Mr. Tisher and I have been talking about now, like it's a broken record, water, water, water is one way you can keep those plants alive. If you do not water, they are going to die. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Good luck to you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling Garden Talk at 457-1290. There is right now, ladies and gentlemen, not one, but three open lines at 457-1290. We would love to hear from you today about whatever your gardening question may be. Let's go talk to Tom. Tom, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk with Mark Weber. Good morning, Mark. How you doing? I'm well, Tom. Hey, I, I know this is like a broken record for you. I've been listening to you for the last couple of weeks about watering the, the trees. I actually purchased a, a new tree. It's a grafted lilac tree. Okay. And I planted it like late August, and I've been watering it. But they tell me they told me when I bought it that I should keep it dry. That it was it would work better if it was dry. So with the drought and everything, I'm still kind of curious about you got to water tom i think what they're referring to is not planting it in a wet place <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know even even wet places right now tom are dry okay <laughs> okay <laughs> you know if, think of it what what diameter of tree was it tom gosh i you know two uh, inch know. three inch an inch was, was it was it bald and burlap? An inch, an inch, an inch. An inch. An, inch, an, inch, an inch tree. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't in burlap. It was in just a container. Okay, so this is the scary part about containers. Containers dry out more readily than bald and burlap trees. In fact, the vast okay. majority of trees being bought and sold in today's market are container trees. Container trees are less expensive. They're more portable. Um, you get a lot of value with them, but they require enormous amounts of water because they have been grown in very artificial conditions, meaning that tree, its whole life has never gone without. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So 
watering is really important. So generally right now, Tom, that little one inch caliber tree needs probably close to 45 to 50 gallons of water a week. Okay. And one of the easiest ways that I can tell you to water it, if, if you want, they, they make a product called a gator bag. Okay. And just go buy a gator bag. <laughs> you know, the gator bag wraps around it and you fill the gator bag up and it drips the water right down to the root system, delivers it right where it belongs. And you don't have to stand there with the garden hose and think, wonder if you got enough water on it. Most of them, most gator bags, I think are 25 gallon bags so just fill it up twice okay great does so, that and and, and the, key, the only the only catch 22 uh with the gator bag though is i want you to remove that gator bag once we get into probably december by then you know if you haven't watered through december i don't want to tell you probably be replacing the tree but <laughs> the gator bags also can be kind of a negative thing because it gives a place for mice to hide and mice will chew your tree apart in the winter time. Okay. And also I would say John Scott and I are going to talk about this in here in a little bit. You need to probably protect that tree right now in its stem from deer deer rub. Um okay. and the deer right now are beginning to go into the rut, which means they're trying to find a boyfriend or a, a, a girlfriend right now. Uh-huh. And one of the things they do is they try to rub the felt off their antlers. And uh, they love they love one inch trees, <laughs> and my and people so always say to me people always say to me Tom I don't have any deer in my yard, <laughs> and I said you really you really should go out at night because they're probably walking down your street. Um, they are they're everywhere. Yeah, so protect that trunk with some type of trunk protector. So that you don't have to call me up and ask me what to do after the deer have scraped the bark off your tree. Okay. So, uh, like you said, water till like December. I, I was thinking like if we have like a hard frost, would that be the time to stop? No. Watering till- You're going to water till the ground freezes. Okay. Particularly, Tom, if we don't get any rain. You know, okay. these like we've been talking about all morning. These little half-inch rains are, are not sufficient. They're not going to keep your lawn and landscape alive. You're going to have to water, and you're going to have to do it diligently. Get it down deep so that that plant has a chance to grow roots. If it has a chance to grow roots, it'll live another year. Another spring will give you years of glory. If you don't water it, it will die. Tom, good luck to you, sir. Bye-bye. More Garden Talk will continue after this on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning. It's 827, 27 minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. A chilly start, some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there, very comfortable as we head into the evening and overnight hours. Not quite as cool, only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler 7 HD7 radar is clear. We've got uh, 20, let's see, 31 degrees in Urbana, 39 in Springfield, 36 in Xenia, 33 at my house, 41 at the airport. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, this is AM 1290 and News 95.7, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, let's jump to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Linda. Linda, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Thank you, Mark. Hi. I, I listen to you. Part of your show every Saturday. I don't wake up in time to listen to all of it. Well, you can always listen on podcast. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. Um, this may sound like a weird question, but I've got some large uh, flower pots on my patio, and I planted some sweet potato plants in them. Because those are so pretty, vining down the side. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah, That bright green color. Well, I didn't think about it at the time, but now I see I've got sweet potatoes (laughs) growing in those pots. Yep, yep. Well, now the question I got, are those going to be safe to eat? They're very bitter. (laughs) Because I've been, you know, miracle grow on them, and I'm thinking... Well, you know, it's concentrated, you know, it's all going to one area that yeah, that's going to be safe. Those, they, they produce a sweet potato, but I have to fair, give you fair warning. It is not, not what you would like to eat. <laughs> it's quite, okay. it's quite bitter. Um, one I time, just... I, I, I have a big, I have a lot of plantings at my house with, with sweet potatoes too. And when, uh-huh. And there's always one plant that is like one time I produced one that's that was the size of a of a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> now what you could do with it though is you could store it through the winter. How would you do that? Um, just take it in the house, maybe put it in the basement, and uh, don't wash any of the soil off of it, and go uh-huh. through the winter. And then when it starts to shoot new sprouts, you can break those little sprouts off and plant those in pots and containers. And start you some plants. And keep in mind, though, Linda, that it is a plant that really sensitive to cold weather. So you can't put them out too much after about May 15th. Okay. Good luck to you, Linda. Thanks for calling. John Scott's up next on Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7. Dayton's News and Talk. Let's spend time to take a walk through the garden gate with John Scott from Norwood Garden Center and Landscape on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, Mr. Scott. Good morning, Mr. Weber. How are you? Oh, I want it to rain. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Looks like maybe next week we'll get a little bit here and there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Scott, you would like to do talk about trees today, and I am happy to oblige. Go right ahead, sir. Well, Mark, this is a time of year where I always say it's big boy season. What big boy season means is there is a lot of buck deer out there, male deer out there, who are starting to look around for their annual breeding season. And they like to advertise. They like to advertise their whereabouts. And they also like to tell the other bucks who's the biggest buck in the neighborhood and, uh, out of my territory and one of the ways they do this 
is by taking their antlers and rubbing up and down our trees. And, and I think this is really significant this year because with a lot of the different tornado damage, there's a lot less trees in certain areas. And I know a lot of customers have bought new trees to be planted, have planted those trees. Now there's not a lot of trees left out there for these deer to mark up, and they're still going to do it. And I always liken it to like a garage sale season. You know, when you drive down the street, you see all the garage sale signs that are pinned up on telephone poles. Well, those are there to let people know where the garage sale is, and that's what these deer are doing. <clears throat> so now, folks, is the time to get out there and protect your young trees from this deer damage. And this is the week. This is the week where it's really going to get underway. And, you know, Mark, the, the problem with it is the damage they do is onto the cambium area of the tree. Right which basically is that outer layer, and it's, you know, the growth area for the bark of this tree. And once it gets damaged, it's pretty hard for that tree. I mean, Mark, uh, how much is significant damage? Is 50% well, the question, damage the, question becomes, the question becomes, John, as how many cells, plant cells thick, is a cambium? It is no more than two to four cells thick. Goodness. And we're talking less less than an eighth of an inch. <laughs> so what happens is, is that becomes damaged. Many cases, it's very hard to repair. So the first method is to protect, and we protect it by covering. And uh, tell our listeners, John, how they should protect that cambium from being ripped apart. <laughs> well, you've, you've got to get something rigid on there. So a lot like the tree wrap, the paper tree wrap. It just doesn't get the job done. They're going to go right through that. So some type of hard plastic material. A lot of times we'll use things like the irrigation type tubing. Mm -hmm. You can buy that, cut it to a four to six foot length, put a slice down it, easily fit it over the tree. So any type of mechanical protection is best. Of course, fencing can always be done. That can be a little bit more difficult and time consuming. Another thing, Mark, is if folks say, geez, John, I don't have time this weekend to get out and to buy something and cut it and get it around that tree, understand. But you can always try to use a bar of soap because if by rubbing that bar of soap, especially something like Irish Springs with the scent to it, one of the things these deer are doing is they're putting a, a pheromone off of their antlers onto the tree. They're putting a scent on your tree to mark that tree. And once that scent's on it, it's an attractive to every other buck in the neighborhood to come over and say, hey, I'm here too. By putting that soap on there, mask that scent and less deer will come mark that tree. But Doing something like that is really your, your key thing, but the rigid protection. And even if it's something folks handle and look at all year, you don't need to. We need to protect those trees from now through probably that first to third week in January. That season's over. The antlers are falling off the deer, and we can take our protection off from that aspect of damage and get through the rest of the year and not have to look at it out there. And, and let's also go backwards and say, too, that if it does happen to you and the deer – find their way to <laughs> stripping the bark off. Um, you need to pull that bark back to the place it was and then wrap the trunk of that tree. And we're talking within a day of this happening, folks. Pull that bark back up over the trunk of the tree and then wrap it with black plastic and create an airtight seal and then call certified arborist because the catch is, is below that cambium, John, there is in many species of trees, not all, but many species of tree is what they call parenchyma cells. 
And these parenchyma cells have the ability to generate new um, bark coverings and regenerate cambium if we can keep them from being dried out. And so if, the, if your tree does get hit by the deer, pull the bark up. And we're talking within, within a day or two of it happening. If you wait a week, it's probably going to be a lost cause. Um, pull the bark up, wrap the, black, wrap the black plastic around it, keep it in a humid condition, and then call a certified arborist. If yeah, it's always in the case, Mark, it's not going to happen to me. And, and folks, when you go and spend $180, $300 on a new tree, for these simple things, you can save that tree and yourself a lot of a lot of heartache when that tree gets damaged. And a lot a lot of less money wasted away. Mr. John Scott, as always, thank you so much. Have a super good day because it's time to do what plan I am. Thank you, John Scott. Have fun, Mark. We'll see you. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been through the Garden Gate with John Scott from Knollwood Garden Center and Landscape. The Garden Talk phone lines are open. Call the garden guru, Mark Weber, at 457-1290 on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. Here in just a moment, we're going to begin What Plant I Am. Remember... That uh, what plan I am means that I'm going to give you clues. Those clues will give you some answers to what plan I am. If you know what plan I am, dial 457-1290. If you think you know what I am, dial 457-1290. And uh, if you win, you win yourself a $25 gift card to Knollwood because they're gardeners like you and I. It's that simple. It's a really easy way um, to win $25 gift card. Now, a couple rules. You have to call 457-1290. And most importantly, there's a really nice young lady who answers the telephone here who will take your name and your answer. And when we go live on the air, um, don't change your answer. Because <laughs> it's not fair, okay? It's just not fair. And most time, most of our winners are within seconds, sometimes in minutes of other listeners you are calling. So if you think you know, dial that number. Here we go. You ready, Sarah? All right, she's ready. I am a slow-growing, but potentially can become a massive tree. My Latin name means shredded or cleft into narrow divisions, referring to the bark of my of myself. I can live up to 300 years of age. My common name is in reference to my mature bark that peels away like a shell. My leaves usually emerge in the spring with beautiful bronze color with a little bit of pink. My species is scattered throughout Ohio but is most often found in moist bottomland soils. My wood is heavy. My wood is dense. My wood is strong yet elastic. And it's sought after by many because it makes great tool handles, athletic equipment, furniture, construction timber, firewood, and my wood chips are used to make good smoked meat. My species is also prized because I am a good 
fuel wood, and I make good charcoal. I start to produce nuts or seeds about 40 years into my life, and I produce a sweet-flavored nut. They can be used for cakes, pies, on ice cream, and I am delicious. So what plant am I? 457-1290, we know the answer to the question. What plant I am? I am a slow-growing but potentially massive tree. My Latin name means shredded or cleft into narrow divisions, referring to the loosening plates of my bark. I can live up to 300 years of age. My common name is referenced for the mature bark that peels away like a shell. My leaves emerge bronze in the spring with a little bit of pink. My species is scattered throughout Ohio and is often found in moist bottomlands. My wood is heavy. My wood is dense. My wood is yet elastic, but sought after by making tools, athletic equipment, furniture, construction timber, firewood, wood chips to smoke very tasty meats. My species also is prized to make fuel. I can be used for charcoal. I start to produce my nuts about 40 years into my life. And I produce a sweet, lovely flavored nut that can be used for cake, used for pie, used for ice cream, can be used for so many different things. So what plant am I? 457-1290. Let's go to Bruce. Bruce, what plant am I? Ash. I am not an ash. Let's talk to Chris. Chris, good morning. Good morning. What plant am I? Uh, shade bark hickory. Not today. Let's talk to Danny. Danny, what plant am I? I was going to say hickory as well. Oh, you got to have the right hickory. Matt, what, what plant am I, Matt? Uh, I, I was going to say hickory, but... Yeah, yeah you got to give me the right one. 457-1290. If you know the answer, somebody might win. 25 bucks. We've gone through six callers. Who might it be? 457-1290. What plant am I? What could I be? What might I be? Let's go talk to Brian. Brian, good morning. What plant am I, Brian? You are a hickory tree. I am. You got to know which hickory I am today. 457-1290. When we come back, what plant may I be? In Springfield Station for 24-hour <laughs> news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful, beautiful sunrise this morning. Let's check out the updated weather forecasts from our own Jesse Mack. A chilly start, some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there, very comfortable. As we head into the evening and overnight hours, not quite as cool, only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. 
A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is beautifully clear. Um, 41. Boy, it's warmed up mag magnificently this morning. It's 41 in Troy, 39 in Springfield, Urbana. You're still quite chilly at 32. On the station that uh, gives you garden talk for the last 29 years, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You know, folks, every week on Garden Talk, I always um, pride myself to bring new and exciting um, ideas and uh, new information to these airwaves, and I always try to make garden talk an experience um, of epic proportions. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast because I have surely enjoyed giving it to each and every one of you. Let's head back to the telephone lines at 457-1290. And we've got Angie on the line. Angie, good morning. Good morning. Angie, I'm a slow growing but potentially become massive tree. My Latin name means shredded or cleft into narrow divisions, referring to my loose platelets of bark. I can live up to 300 years of age, and my common name is a reference to my mature bark that, shell, that repeals away like a shell. My leaves are usually emerged with bronze colors and pink, and my species is found throughout Ohio. My wood is strong but elastic, my species is prized for my beautiful fuel wood that I produce. I produce a nut or a seed about 40 years into my life that produces the most magnificent sweet flavor that makes wonderful cakes and pies. With all that being said, Angie, what plant am I? A shag bark hickory. You know what, Angie? My nuts are sweeter than a shag bark hickory. Oh, darn it. You know, when people eat my nuts, they go, wow, wasn't that flavorful? Thank you for your call, Angie. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Don, what yes. plant am I? The pig hickory. I am not a pig nut. And by the way, you cheated because you didn't give the rope producer the full name. But I'm not a pig nut because pig nuts taste like pigs. Yuck. 457-1290. What plant am I? <laughs> you see, folks, I'm unique in many ways, and my nut is very large. In fact, my nut, I've often been called the king nut. Yes, the king nut. So what plant am I? 457-1290. Our producer is uh, patiently waiting by the phone to see what plant I am because she has no idea. I'm not a pig nut. I'm not a shag bark. What might I be? What could I be? I could be something unique. I could be something you may have heard of before. And by the way, my leaf is peneatly compound, meaning I have many little leaflets. In fact, one of my identifying characteristics is the fact that I have so many little leaflets along a stalk. And uh, I'm probably as closely related to the hickory as it comes, I mean, to the, um, the pecan as it comes to flavor. But the unique part is 
We'll talk about that in just a second here. Jeff, what plan am I? Jeff, good morning. Yes. What yes. plan am I, Jeff? Pecan. I am not a pecan. <laughs> Finally. Doug, good morning. <laughs> Hello. Doug, you beat Dave, believe it or not, by 15 seconds. <laughs> so what plan am I, Doug? It's the Shell Bart Hickory. I am the Shell Bart Hickory. For all those who always complain that they never hear the answer to what plan I am, I am, my friends, the Shell Bart Hickory. Doug, I'm going to put you on hold because you are the proud winner of a $25 gift card to Noah because they're gardeners like you and I. Congratulations to you, okay? Okay. Thank, thank you much. very much. And Dave, all I got to say is dial a little faster next time. <laughs> well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of Garden Talk. A very special thanks to our executive producer for a job well done. And a heartwarm thanks to each and every one of you for listening to this morning's broadcast. I feel grateful and thankful to each and every one of you as you listen to Garden Talk each and every week. And remember the very words that I spoke so many years ago on a bright October day, and they are so true today. Gardening, my friends, is a great quest in life. It's a wonderful way to enjoy the blessed earth in which we live. Please, my friends, get out and do some gardening, but please make sure the gardening that you always do is happy gardening on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.